Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's most ornithological work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Duress, chapters 12.1 and 12.2. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know how fucked the Negateers are and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. I like the Negateer as a name, because... yeah. In Reddit, people have been calling them the Victorians, which really fucking confused me for a while. Because <laughs> like oh, I, it didn't yeah. click that like, like Saint Victor's. I yeah. No. So I was like, wait, wait, who's the Victorians? Are there people wearing a bunch of old ass like gowns and shit right. that I just missed? <laughs> it was like, so, like some fake really practitioners dumb. or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, that made a lot of sense because I mean, you also could be call them the Victors. But you don't want to call them the victors. Mm-mm-mm. No. <laughs> so, but we I like the negatiers. Yes. And I know that implies three, but like we count Snowdrop as a kind of tier. And, you know, we add right. people on kind of ish. So, yeah. They're just the inverse of. They're the inverse then. The negatiers, the negative Nancys, mm. the just pessimistiers. And actually, while there were three musketeers, there were many more than three mouseketeers. So I think mm. the word musketeer in general doesn't have to mean three. Three. There you go. I like it. I like that. <laughs> yeah, just look again, as we do often, we look to Disney. You know? <laughs> it's a guiding just, light. <laughs> how sad is that? Uh, that's pretty great. I love it. Um, all right. Uh, we are. Sorry. Plug. <laughs> hey everyone, it's spooky season. <laughs> and you might know what that means. <laughs> it means you're four months late for planning your fucking Halloween costume and you're fucked. guilty. <laughs> I've got two kids and I'm gonna try to go to Walmart or some yeah. kind of store. It feels like like just this feels pretty recently that I was like, oh, I'm going to try to do an Avery costume for Halloween. And I failed. But I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but you don't have to be my like Malia. And you don't have to be like Jenny. You can be prepared and send us pictures <laughs> of your preparation and awesome costume skills. <laughs> That's right. It's time for the annual Wild Bow Costume Contest. Yay! Sponsored by Doof Media. Yay! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know why this is so unhinged already, but you uh, should just like dress your up. costumes will be <laughs> unhinged and wild and related to a wild bow story. Um, That's right. And all I mean, you twig readers fucking- out there, fucking get on it. I want to see shit I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. See, and this is the really fun thing because we haven't read Twig, so technically you could just put on a random costume and we wouldn't fucking know. We would just be like, oh, I guess there's a unicorn in Twig. Or, oh, I guess, I don't know, there's a snake. Scary I don't clown. know why we, yeah, yeah, scary. That makes more sense. I don't know why I said snake. 
it's a weird costume <laughs> to think of but you could be a creepy clown yeah we don't yeah, know I mean, the fans might know that there's there is or is not one of those things and it is the fans and the patrons who will vote that's true um on your submissions mm-hmm. but yeah so what you do is you make a costume you make sure this is really important this is key okay you get someone to take a picture of you mm. in the costume <laughs> don't yes. forget that part that part's important <laughs> like you can if you do a drawing it doesn't count if it you do count. a recording describing what you look like that doesn't count either. We need a picture. But if you do a drawing, save it for the next fan art contest. Yes. And submit that. Yes. Um, so send us your picture to Even fan if it art. doesn't fit the theme. Just send it in. Just send and it. And just be like, this was my costume and you told me I could do this. <laughs> well, okay. But for this <laughs> right now, get a picture of yourself and send it to fanart at doofmedia.com. The submissions are due November 4th. So we're you know, you can wear them Halloween, get your picture, send it in, mm-hmm. um, and then patrons will be able to vote on the best one. Make sure you tell us, like, a title for your costume, because it doesn't have to be a character. It can be, like, an homage to something. And um, ideally what work it's from, so yes. that we know. Yes, um, those two things are important, because if some people haven't read Twig and don't want to be spoiled, or haven't read Ward and don't want to be spoiled, then... Uh, they can skip that section. I'm kind of hoping that someone is just going to try to fuck with us and dress up as like a twig or like a tree. And then, <laughs> you know, and then have like, little... be like, oh, it's packed. <laughs> yeah, it's packed. Or is it twig? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like how how tree filled must twig be? Because right, like, at what point was Wild Bill like, uh, you I know, should have named this twig. Because, you know, you would have thought like packed. I mean, there's a lot of tree stuff in there, but like, holy crap, twig. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there haven't been nearly as many like deals with devils as I anticipated, and there's been a lot more trees. Mm. So, I mean, like one tree, but he's really important. He's very important. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, submit of yourselves as a tree. (laughs) Yeah. Or some kind of thing. Dress up as something. Uh, take a picture, send it in to us by November 4th. Um, fanart at doofmedia.com. Pretty please. Woo. All right, cool. But we are on to a new arc, which is pretty exciting. All right. Yay. Yay. Um, time for some duress. Yay. So, uh, so what does that mean? What does duress mean to you, Malia? <laughs> well, I looked up the Google definition things. And then I'll, I also looked up the elements of duress in the Mm. legal context. So this will be fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. So duress is threats, violence, constraints, or other action brought to bear on someone to do something against their will or better judgment. Um, I like the, or better judgment on there. It Mm. just, yeah. Um, back in the day, it used to mean like forcible restraint or imprisonment. So not necessarily the like making someone do something bad, just like imprisoning. And so far that seems very applicable for this. Yeah. Arc. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes from the Latin word durus, durus, which means hard. So that's cool. <laughs> hard? Uh-huh. I think like, like physically, actually, I'm not sure. Like a like hard like a rock or like I think 
I think hard like a rock, not hard like difficult, but I'm not positive. Is this because like they would be hitting people with rocks a lot? They would restrain you like you're technically a, under arrest. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> it's hard to be under duress. It is. It's not mm. fun. <laughs> no. Okay. So in the legal system, um, duress is an affirmative defense that you can plead as a defendant um, in certain situations, um, most often being crimes or torts or contracts. <laughs> um <clears throat> Sounded I think really specifically exciting. contract formation. I just think it's really funny that it's like crime and then like contracts. I mean, contracts. Are yeah, scary, that is kind of so. That's fair. Um, I need. There's a stand-up thing I need to you to watch. By the way, cool. this is really random. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's called Middle Ditch and Schwartz, and they ha- they're like an improv thing. And one of their improv things is about like a contract law class. Ooh, fun! Yeah, so. I mean, it's obviously nothing to do with real law shit, but it's, I think they like pick an audience member and kind of like, uh, ask him questions about shit. Cold call or whatever. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. So I think you'd like it. (laughs) Sounds fun. Anyway. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, so duress is like, so an affirmative defense, um, is something that you assert where you're saying like, yes, I did that thing, but I have a good reason which means I'm not liable, right? So, like, for instance, self-defense is often used for, like, murder or assault or whatever. Um, you know, like, yes, I did kill this person, but they were trying to kill me. So I shouldn't be put in jail, right? right. Fair is fair. Um, right. So it's kind of an interesting thing. And so the defendant has to go and, like, prove that they were under duress that they or that you know they meet the elements of self-defense they meet the elements of duress Hmm. right um so duress is one that doesn't necessarily apply to like any crime so for instance most jurisdictions at least in the u.s um you can't use duress as a defense for murder um Hmm. like we don't cut you slack for killing someone because you are under duress um in a lot mm-hmm. of jurisdictions, but basically anything else crime wise, usually it's cool. Um, so duress is, has kind of three elements. Um, and so the first one is that there has to be an immediate threat of death or serious bodily injury to a person. So not to your car, right? Um, I don't think to your pet, which is awful. Um, but yeah, to like a human being, there has to be a threat that they are immediately about to be seriously hurt or killed. Hmm. Okay. Um, And you have to believe that the person who's threatening that will actually do it. Right. Yeah. Um, And the last thing is you can't have any like reasonable opportunity to get out of the situation. Like the only way for you to get out of the situation or to avoid, you know, to, by situation i mean death or serious bodily harm is to do Mm -hmm. the bad thing that this person is trying to get you to do um so yeah um Hmm. it's usually we think about it in terms of like a person trying to hurt you um but also like they can't call you on the phone and be like in 20 minutes i'm gonna hurt like 
because of that time delay, that's like a future threat. Um, I mean, maybe 20 minutes would be enough. Okay, yeah. So in like in a year and a half, I'm going to kill you and your family if you don't, you know, mail me a whatever. Hmm. Um, that doesn't fall under duress because like ideally you should like go to the police or whatever and be like, hi. <laughs> like, hey, I got a concerning phone call. Right. Um, you don't get to do crimes. You don't get away with doing crimes um, unless you like really, really had a good reason. Um, hmm, and so that okay. time span is a good reason um, legally or whatever. Um, but yeah, okay. and it can't be like, we'll burn down your house unless there's a person in your house um, or whatever. Um, and I thought it'd be fun at this point to bring in a listener question because it applies to the arc title uh, okay. and it'd be fun to answer on the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Jarl Zarl asks, Malia, how do you feel about learning that apparently the story so far hasn't been in or under duress? <laughs> um, it kind of makes sense. Um, I mean, there's the, the thing with duress. Well, I'm trying to, in my mind, distinguish between duress and self-defense right because i think that this story has very much involved self-defense um Mm -hmm. taking offensive action sometimes doing things to try to prevent like people from being able to do bad shit to you Mm -hmm. whereas when i think of duress normally it's like you know i'm holding a gun to your head so that you wire the money to the whatever the fuck right Mm -hmm. um more using someone as an agent to do the thing as opposed to fighting back against that person who's forcing you to do the bad thing. Uh huh. Um, and in my mind, there hasn't been a ton of, yeah, forcing people to do stuff that, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to parse at this moment, but, um, I mean, it feels like duress is really scary when it comes to Diabolus. We've talked about this a bit that Diabolus are pushed into a corner and then they use the demons because they feel like, you know, there's no other choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might be what this is getting at for this arc title, which is thrilling. Um, there's also the fact that at the end of this week's episode, they are pretty much locked in a library. Um, and that comes from like kind of the old form of duress. Um, but yeah, I guess we're ramping up the tension. <laughs> yeah. And now maybe someone's going to do something bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun yeah well cool all right um i'm gonna go over my chapter summary um so everybody's forced to team up against the uh super secret spies (laughs) that are outside (laughs) uh peter and blake uh try to keep eva from betraying them uh blake's old boogeyman bros come in and attack the fam blake gives alexis a bird Blake and everyone fight a lot. They keep retreating into the house and Green Eyes comes to the rescue, kind of. Blake (laughs) beats the creepy twins um, and then Eva gets to Andy so they might not have leverage anymore, which is unfortunate. What do you think of the... I had a stroke, but I'm fine now. What did you think of these chapters? Um, They were a lot. Um... It's another one of the like really high action chapters. Um, and there were a good couple of moments of like me getting to tinfoil about um, 
Blake and shit. Um, but yeah, in general, it's just like high tension, high action. There's so much shit happening. Like when I was going back to do my notes, I would start like talking about one aspect of the fight and being like, oh, this happens. And like thinking that I would be able to resolve that part of the fight. But then mm-hmm. like there'd be like four f- different points like that we jumped to before we came back to be like, and then the clock guy was defeated. And so uh, it was wild and fun. And uh, I feel like this is living up to what I thought Pact would be in terms of we are in the house and there are monsters and we're fighting. <laughs> and that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, this is random. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's my own fault because I made a joke just now saying i had a stroke but i'm fine now um have you ever heard of z dog no he's this doctor that i haven't seen looked in a while but he makes uh, funny youtube videos or at least used to and he made this uh like parody video of like can't feel my face but it also is like <laughs> informative talking about stroke symptoms <laughs> you know he's like i can't feel my face because i'm <laughs> when i'm with you because i'm stroking you know and uh, but it talks about like the different symptoms, and I was just thinking of that because uh, I want to listen to that again because that was it's a catchy song. But every <laughs> even before that, we'd always hear that song and just be like, "Yeah, they're having a stroke right now." <laughs> <laughs> like every time, I was like, "Hmm, yeah." At least a TIA. It is a weird, um, like what a weird to describe, <laughs> like feeling in love or whatever. Because that's it, right? I I guess. I mean, I've never I I think I'm in love, but I've never felt my face go numb, you know? Right. I, I mean, mean, it's like, you know, the butterflies <laughs> in your stomach, like those are all kind of like like ways to describe it that are more common, but not just yeah, like I mean, have you face. had that feeling? <laughs> have you had your face go numb? Uh only when I was at the dentist. <laughs> okay. That'll do it. You Not know? my whole face, just part just of it. just part of it, just the mouth yeah, part, just the just the mouth part. That'll that'll do it. Um, it wasn't like fun. I mean, I don't think it's ever fun for your face but to the go song, numb. The song is positive, right? Okay, I need to. I can't feel my face. Song. I mean, I guess it's positive. Yeah, but I love it. Oh, I but love I love it. it. That's right. Okay, I forgot about that. And. Man, this is from 2015. That's a lot. Oh, of, well, it does start. Here. I know she'll be the death of me, but at least we'll both be numb. So it's like about a toxic relationship. Uh, but at least we'll both be beautiful and stay forever young. So, yeah, they are going to die. Or it's about Botox. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's true. <laughs> you know what? I never thought about that. That's all right. She's like, oh, yeah, we both know we can't go without it. Right? Botox. Yeah. Although, People get Botox injections for migraines as well, but I don't think that's what they're talking about. If the if the important thing is to be beautiful and stay forever young, yeah. That's um, true. Is this song actually about Botox? Because I well, kind of feel like so now If it the is. worst is yet to come, maybe this is like right before he gets the injection or whatever. And this is just like doctor being like, I need your money. <laughs> 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 and or Botox is being personified as uh, she... Yeah, I'm not finding a lot to disprove that. In I, know, I totally think it's Botox. I mean, <laughs> I totally think it's Botox now. Um, but I don't know. Apparently, it's like is a woman, but I don't know. It's supposed to be a 
That's a metaphor for an addictive drug. Ah, because the narrator's using drugs, so he's numb. And the worst is yet to come because addiction gets stronger, but when he's high, he'll feel beautiful and forever young. Okay, interesting. That makes more sense than being in love with, like, a person. Um, Yeah. All right, anyway. I still think Botox is funnier, but yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm still going to go with Botox. (laughs) Um, But the the stroke song is pretty good, too, because it just... Feel like it's informative, and every time I heard that and hear that, still think stroke, straight up stroke. All right, so everyone's forced to team up against the others slash super secret spies. <sighs> Yay! Um, we get a nice uh uh. It's not a recap. We get a nice like status check real fast. Like Alexis is not doing good. She doesn't want Blake to see her face uh tiffany is like the best but also stays in the library um you know callan's not dead he's also conscious i'm like really shocked (laughs) um andy's in bed evan is guarding him um and yeah we get to see the thorburns realize that eva is on their side question mark and that's fun Mm -hmm. uh one of my favorite parts (laughs) That's when Catherine goes, so can we call the police now? (laughs) (laughs) Can we, you know, have them arrest these people for trying to murder us? Like, can we go? (laughs) And then Alexis gets to be like, you'll die. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, shit. And so everyone's like, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there were a lot of like that part wasn't funny, but there there are kind of a lot of funniest beats in this chapter, which was nice. Um, but yeah, one thing though was the second time she says it, it's like a long drawn out scream echoed outside, and I thought about Verona in the Jen interlude and how she was like like holds up her hand or pauses, and she was hoping that there would be a big explosion to like you know like punctuate her point, and there wasn't. And I was like, sometimes mm-hmm. like the spirits do got the timing like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was kind of um, funny yeah it was it was pretty perfect and yeah it reminded me of that i thought it was funny um so the the thorburns who haven't quite broken the innocence barrier are like you know you need to explain this and luckily peter is kind of like not he kind of gets that he can't just like tell everyone everything um and i think it's funny that blake is like you know like yeah i get it i also want to sit here and like talk about things because peter was like i might remember you or something and they just didn't complete that conversation because i mean they're about to die or whatever but it was just like 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 being like yeah i'd like to figure out this secret and i'm like i think Catherine kind of wants like a bit more information about her immediate immediate circumstances and like i don't care if she gets that information and i really want to know what the fuck that whole thing meant but it was just sort of funny Um, yeah yeah um and um i i have a note about midge being out there and fighting um and it's yeah it's just interesting like we just we don't see midge this chapter i guess she gets overrun or something pretty quickly and we we know nothing about what corvidae is doing like i'm wondering if they i don't think corvidae like got got necessarily but if midge you know got hurt enough that she went back to the shack or whatever um Mm -hmm would probably make sense um yeah 
it was interesting the huge build up with these people to just be yeah. like and they're out like <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but it does build them the buy them the time to have this fun argument sort of with the thorburns um they decide they want the innocents to kind of hide in certain places in small groups i'm assuming like partly to give them an innocent shield but then partly to it's like to not have to worry about them and to be able to like go all out and stuff yeah i'm not sure why he wasn't just like okay get up the fucking you know like get up the stairs but i guess if you know some people are in one area and some people are in another area and they scream real loud you'll know like oh there's problems yeah i think so yeah i mean they i mean yeah they group everybody up it's an easier target uh yeah that's true um god <laughs> and then you know ellie's like i don't want to and peter's like just do it and peter describes how like there's a good chance that they'll be like cut up and put into different garbage bags by the end of the night and Callan's like hey can you like fucking chill a little bit mm-hmm. um don't spook the children and Roxy's like I'm not scared and I'm like that's horrifying <laughs> like, like just, she looks scared but also like excited and fascinated and I'm like I don't love this <laughs> you're a scary you're a scary <laughs> little child scary child yeah it's just yeah i want to know more about Kristoff because then i think ellie said like peter i trust you more than anyone in this family except Kristoff because he can't fucking lie to save his life and i'm like that's so good like, <laughs> like Kristoff's just like he's the cinnamon rolliest thorburn um because even like david or whatever that kid's name was who got hurt when blake broke the mirror or whatever or the window it was like He's not the worst of these people, but he's still a complete shit. But we've never had that for Kristoff. And so I'm wondering if Kristoff is actually just like kind of okay. <laughs> Which would be great. Great, but also kind of like, oh, I'm sorry that you're here. Well, so, yes. Yeah. Um, And then Peter says, if your balls are going to drop, let's have them drop now. Which just like. Thanks for being a dick. Like, again. It's just so, like, direct. I don't know what Direct. <laughs> It's just, he's not sugarcoating anything. And yeah, it felt like unnecessary, but also I kind of liked it, but also like not in real life. I don't know. I just, like, it was a lot. Just very like, aggressive. Yeah, it, that's the word. It was very aggressive. <laughs> um, But yeah, so Blake slowly convincing the Thorburns to go places. Um, He, Catherine and Roxy go upstairs to get the stuff that Ellie stole and hide on the second floor. Um, Callan and Kristoff are gonna stay there, and they're like, Ellie, go up the stairs. And she's like, What if I go all the way up the stairs? And Blake's like, This is a mind trap. Like, what are the words that I can say that will convince her to not actually go up the stairs? Because saying no, it'd be really bad, will make her go up the stairs. <laughs> but being like, No, whatever, will make her go up the stairs so he's in a bad place <laughs> and it's really funny um and then eva's like we're here because of the thing upstairs like that's why we're here with all this shit and you know blake sort of says yeah it's really bad contamination and peter's like oh fuck bioweapons like let's not and then hopefully it's fine <laughs> um but yeah so ellie goes and 
yeah, so she's upstairs with like Andy and Evan, I guess. And then uh, Peter is ha- trying, he's helping, he's doing his best. He tries to block the door to the basement because they hear stuff down there. And it's all about to pop off. <laughs> it's all like- about to go down. <sighs> <clears throat> all right. Um, Peter can tell that Eva's going to betray them and attacks. And she attacks back, like, hardcore. Um, (laughs) Blake's old boogeyman bros come in and attack everybody. Yeah. um, I don't know why I didn't necessarily expect, like, the greatest hits. Because, I mean, we do also get a decent amount of new others. But it was fun seeing these ones we'd already met. Um, But, yeah, Eva is kind of, like, you know, going to try to make a deal to, you know, just sort of let some of them pass or whatever. and. Blake is like, I will kill your brother if you do this. Yeah. And Peter just sort of walks around the corner with a fireplace poker that he like swings at her and she <laughs> beats him up. But it seems to work well enough to convince her to do something, at least after Blake yells at her in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. So others are coming in. You know, the windows are all broken and whatever. Uh, Callan and Kristoff are on the couch with Alexis, who's like non-responsive. So that's fun. Um, the Bahame boogeyman with the watch is like chasing Peter around. Um, God, and then the old lady doorknob where I was like, oh yeah, one of those cool crystal old lady doorknobs like fucking gouges Peter and that sucks. <laughs> um, I hope he's okay. Like, because at some point soonish, we like Peter runs to the third floor and we kind of lose track of him. And I was unclear as to who made it into the library other than Evan and Andy. And I'm really hoping that Peter and Ellie are okay. Cause yeah. Yeah. Peter's apparently like fan favorite. And I feel like he's got to stick around a little bit longer. Um, Yeah. All right. (laughs) Oh my God. And one of the things about Peter is he's been like, like stabbed by this doorknob that like breaks or whatever horribly into his back and he falls down to the floor and he's like and now my pants are drenched that's going to bug me all night and i'm just like why are you out here like making jokes like making quips like what are you doing like (laughs) you're you're just out here being fucking ridiculous i mean i guess like it's great but it's just like what are you doing uh um but yeah, so then it's like, okay, time to focus on... Well, okay, I'm I'm going to do it a little bit differently than the book because it's too complicated. But so Peter and the clock dude resolve when Peter runs upstairs and Blake manages to kind of get in between the clock dude and Peter and like, you know, slice him and stab the watch and huzzah, we got one. Um, In the meantime, there's the Revenant and the Faceless Woman who knits flesh together which is cool. <laughs> the way he describes, he he's like thinking about he's bummed that he's fighting them because he's like, I almost liked the Revenant. And um, the he thinks about that tale about the scorpion and the frog where like the scorpion wants to get across and the frog's like, no, you're going to like sting me and we'll both drown. And he's like, no, nah, man, it'll be good. And the scorpion gets on his back. And just before they get to the end, he's, stings him and they're both gonna drown and he's like why did you do that and he's like well it's my nature um and immediately he's like this made me think of green eyes and i was like why are there all these like red flags for green eyes i don't want this 
(laughs) I don't want because like it seems like she's mostly just like oh no well I I feel like she's just kind of like pro Blake but I guess if she's like Blake loves Alexis she might try to kill Alexis Hmm. and that sucks (laughs) so because she doesn't seem like she's like a double agent or whatever but she does seem like if she gets heartbroken she might do something bad so i guess that's a prediction that sucks um god but yeah <laughs> um eva starts helping to fight the revenant and fight the faceless woman um at some point she gets well she tries to cut the revenant's head off with a knife mm-hmm. and uh the faceless woman like scratches her which fucks up her nervous system which fun that's interesting yeah yeah <laughs> um and they're sort of like you know yeah they're fighting and um callan they're not really fighting in the living room or whatever like where callan and Kristoff are but then callan is like talking to them and he looks at her face for whatever for too long and he's like that's not a mask and they're like ha, we can fight now because one of them has like crossed over into awareness so there's less innocent protection um mm-hmm. And it is interesting in this universe how there's like it's such a strong protection, but then you know if you can just get people into a like like the milkmaid still finds victims like it's yeah. not perfect. Um, and it's interesting seeing this line here between okay, we're willing to go at you now. Um, is interesting. Yeah. All right. Um. So after a bit. Well, Blake realizes Alexis is in even a worse state than he realized and gives her a spirit bird, <laughs> basically. Um, and a clue. Um, the Yeah, so apparently Alexis, you know, like has been fucked up by the bird or by the paper boogeyman lady, but also had like used her blood to help strengthen the library. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's just like, yeah, like not doing well. So... Alexis is like, hey, possess me. Like, if I'm kind of a shell right now, like, this will be convenient. And he's like, no, I think I'm too, I'm still kind of too physical. I don't think that'll work. But he realizes, like, he's powered by spirit birds and he can give her a spirit bird. <laughs> um, So he realizes that, like, Callan is planning on leaving Alexis to mm-hmm. get, like, picked off and he's upset. And he convinces Kristoff to, like, help alexis down into the water on the ground because he can then you know give her the bird that's a weird give her the bird give her the bird it's <laughs> hilarious in a nice way in a nice way in a somewhat <laughs> literal way um and um i'm trying to decide what order to talk about this in uh i guess yeah briefly while we're on kind of Kristoff and callan um he is like hey Callan, like this is what molly was dealing with like this is like what was going on like this is what has been so awful and he reflects on Callan being like a horrible dick bag but also like someone who loves his siblings um just in a little beat of thorburn backstory um meanwhile alexis you know gets into the water and blake pushes one of his spirit birds into her and immediately like she has more energy but 
she's like pale and her eyes go black which i wasn't sure if like completely all the way across black or just like kind of black i don't know black and she's like her voice is more in the mirror world with blake which is interesting um and she maybe kind of gives a clue um i don't know she's like you feel like this all the time like empty cold broken distant and blake's like yeah this is who i am lol <laughs> and it seems like she's like it you feel incomplete um and i mean it's like we've had indications that you know blake or rose or whoever was the reflection like cut off of the other one so like yeah that would be like it's that doesn't feel like it's anything brand new but on the other hand i don't know i think it seems to point toward the they used to be one person that wasn't exactly blake and wasn't exactly rose Mm -hmm. theory Hmm. maybe okay i don't know or it's just like, yeah, he's a vestige. Moving on. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Alexis immediately, you know, in the action, uses some of her power to set the television on fire, kind of, and the Revenant gets burned and runs away. And Eva and the faceless woman do like their secret best friend French best friend handshake and go like, no grudges, no regrets, love you, girl, bye. <laughs> faceless woman leaves <laughs> so yeah blake and everybody do a lot of fighting like a fuckload of fighting uh because yeah we we had like three scary others in the house and then the front door bomb gets set off and so a whole bunch of random others uh mostly a whole bunch of homunculi just like flood into this fucking house <laughs> and that sucks um and blake's like and we still have 14 hours until dawn and i'm like winter sucks so bad like (laughs) this is the worst time to do this um yeah (laughs) just let's see if the sun sets at five uh that's like seven hmm i guess that'd be the sun coming up a little well because it's been 40 minutes so i think the sun would come up like a little bit before eight Mm -hmm. um and eight to five. How many hours is that? Not a lot. Like, uh, you're listening to Malia do math. Like nine hours. It'd be so much more convenient if this was summer because then it'd be like more like nine hours of dark, but also still having eight hours <laughs> until the sun came up would be too many. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um. So new plan. Let's barricade the stairs. Um. So they start finding furniture to try to block the stairs with. Um, um, at one point, they do this really awesome, like, Les Mis move or something where, like, you know, I think, like, Ty, Tiff, Alexis, Callan uh, are all, like, holding, reinforcing the blockade. And Eva is somehow, like, above them all with a fucking, like, curtain rod and machete just, like, stabbing people <laughs> over the barricade. Yeah. It's like, that's fucking cool. Um yeah, that was a fun moment. I was I was bummed that Blake, like I'm kind of bummed that Blake didn't pop up to the top floor more often mm-hmm. to see just updates with them. I think would have been fun, but I do think that Blake's personality would have him sticking here unless there was like, you know, Evan, you know, screaming about something or whatever. Um he wants to protect these people and yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so so Kristoff and Roxy and Catherine are all hiding in the bedroom, and Blake's you know coming out of the mirror slash ref- yeah the mirror world a lot to slash at things. He's hoping that if he's like scary enough, then they'll be like this isn't worth it, and they'll leave. Mm-hmm. And in particular, yeah, one of the Duchamp's connections is a homunculus guy practitioner and he makes these really little gross things that have really they're really nasty looking yeah tooth problems and will probably give you really bad diseases if they bite you (laughs) um it's a fun it's just it's a really fun image with when the mountain man comes this huge scary dude and then a whole bunch of these little guys as like this flood all around him and while like they're not necessarily as immediate of a threat they are like bad like they are the it reminds me of the like would you rather fight like a what is it like one horse sized ant or a hundred ant sized horses or whatever i don't mm, remember the gotcha the other I mean, animal but they're both animals <laughs> right i mean they're they're both like scary and formidable like- in like their own way yeah and they complement each other really well mm-hmm. because they're not getting in each other's way and they're hitting different shit i don't know mm-hmm. that's true um and also they're gross <laughs> yeah they're fucking nasty um yeah so blake keeps getting shunted his reflections get messed up and he loses his footing and he falls um and um the first time it's really bad is when the mountain man gets Blake and like rips his arms off and gets the hyena. Um, Blake falls down in the basement and gets like he repairs or whatever he heals. Um, but the next time it happens, he realizes, oh, this is like the drains in the abyss because he he's in like darkness for a bit before he ends up in the basement. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like I'm pretty close to being pulled back. Yeah. Um. So much so that his, like, birdie friends kind of abandon him. And, like, I've sort of... I feel like I've given up on Lefty and I'm sad. Um, <laughs> but he's not like, Lefty, where are you? And I'm just like, Lefty. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just holding Lefty closer to his heart, you know? Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so he has to convince them to come back a couple of times. He describes when they're gone... Um, that he's not really a tree anymore. He's just like himself without fingers and crap, <laughs> which is fun. Um, so the, yeah, these spirits are really helping him out. I wonder what they're spirits of and if we are going to find that out or if it's just sort of like, yeah, spirits. Um, they seem to like trees and birds. <laughs> um, oh my God. And then he's talking about the homunculus. One of the times he's down in the basement, the homunculi because they're they're still coming and he thinks about how like there's got to be some sort of like mass manufactured method for these dudes Mm -hmm. and then he's like like a monster bake oven and like that's so fucking good like that's so fucking good (laughs) i'm not sure if you're appreciating the 90s reference i mean i do appreciate it it's pretty sweet (laughs) so funny it's pretty good um i was like if only Blake hadn't come up with that and I had somehow come up with that, it would have been an episode <laughs> title. Like, it's really good. It's really good. Just, like, easy bake ovens. Which, like, aren't that... 
big of a capacity, but maybe do go quick. I don't know. I think they are pretty quick, right? Yeah. I feel like you had one and I didn't, which is kind of a weird... We usually have weird duplicates of stuff. Yeah. Like, I have a vague memory of using one once, but I kind of feel like it wasn't mine. Yeah, I remember... I was going to say, I remember having one. I feel like I was... I used it with you. Yeah, I think possibly. I don't remember if we used it that often, though. I feel like I would have, but... I feel like part of it was that the... You had to get more powders or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas nowadays you could probably Google and be like, How I don't know, recipe for easy that, makeup. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, just make up little child size thing. <laughs> um, but fun. yeah, speaking of, of gags, the laughs, um, <laughs> the first time when Blake's really fucked up and he gets back up and he's like, okay, guys. And immediately Eva just like punches him in the face somehow. I and know. I was like, oh, up. fuck. So fucking good. Like comedy gold. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, on the one hand, awful. Like, he has to convince all the spirits to come back. Like, it's like, that was horrible, but also so fucking fun. That was pretty funny. That was pretty damn good. Oh, my goodness. Comedy gold. Um, Eva. But yeah, so he... I One thing about this chapter, which again, I feel like a comic or a... Some sort of visual medium would really help me, is like, he's coming out of the reflections a lot. But I thought that when he did that, he was blind. And sometimes he's describing things when he's like fighting. And I'm like, how can you be describing this? If you're blind, like, are you just, are your arms just coming out and your face is still staying in the water most of the time? Um, It's a little confusing. But like here, like, I guess if Eva just disturbs the reflection, he gets shunted. Mm-hmm. Um, So, okay. Yeah, it was so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's why is that funny why is like like the person i'm cheering for you know is like going through a really hard time and he manages to finally like pull himself together and like get back up and just like kind of miscalculates you know and like makes someone like jump because they're in a bad situation and gets like completely fucked you know Mm -hmm. like gets like hurt even more and he doesn't need this he needs like all the strength he can get like why is that funny because it's so fucking (laughs) and humans are bad people or something i don't know (laughs) Uh, okay Malia's dying I'm dying so god and another thing that was really funny was Eva like threw down the curtain rod she was using and the first time I was like I don't get it and then the second time I was going through it and I was like oh I totally get what she was trying to do it's just that like the dude is so big that instead of like slipping on it which would have been like one hilarious and two like really really great you know, if he had, like, fallen down the stairs and took out a bunch of those little dudes. Yeah, that would have been just, really cool. But Right. And he's no. just so big that he just kind of flattens it. <laughs> and then he turns it into a spear later, which Peter gets to be kind of shitty about. Um, and that was pretty funny, where he's like, you armed it. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, it would have been it would have been really brilliant. It's It's interesting listening to Eva talk through fighting things, like... Um, for the revenant, it's like okay, cut his head off. For the the big guy, it's like okay, knock him down. Like like she has these basic kind of like this is an assessment of my enemy, and therefore this is the strategy I should do. Like a bunch of those kind of like memorized. Um, and you know a lot of them like make sense, but it's just interesting hearing her kind of work through. Like I feel like she's gone through a bunch of like training stuff that involves like assessing an enemy and like figuring out the best strategy mm-hmm. to deal with it quickly um yeah and yeah she's badass it's like god she's still 
kind of sucks or whatever. But this chap or these chapters make me kind of like her um, more. Like she can hold her own for sure. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of an understatement, <laughs> right? They they would just be she like completely fucked everybody. without her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I mean, like they'd also be fucked without Blake. And like you know, Green Eyes really comes in clutch <laughs> in a mm-hmm. horrifying way. Um. But yeah, she's just so fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh god! At one point, Ty has these. Well, he has these um nails that have tags on them, and Eva seems to know what they are or know whatever. And I love that she's like, "Do they work?" And Ty goes, "Probably not." And like she tries it anyway, <laughs> but they don't work. I don't know. Something about that was kind of like it's just like well, right. they tried, I guess. A right. Um, <laughs> a fun like undermining of tropes, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah the it kind of reminds me i guess of like the green orb thing and how like that was supposed to work but didn't work um Mm -hmm. and i'm still wondering what's up with that but yeah um they're realizing shit's getting bad and maybe they shouldn't fight in this hallway anymore because you know (laughs) it's yeah it's not it's not great and he was like well maybe we should like leave out the window and ty's like i was crucifying bats so no or something Mm. and he was like you know well maybe we should do it and they're like well there could be worse things out there and she's like yeah but maybe not so it's an interesting argument um yeah and in the meantime she stabs a machete through the mountain man's foot into the floor which is pretty great and yeah her nerves are fucked up and things are getting worse (laughs) yeah Things are getting worse. It's getting fucked. All right. Um, let me see. Green eyes to the rescue, sort of. Yay! Um, and they keep retreating into the house, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. That he like tries to do this fun coordinated attack with her. Kind of. Um, he does a countdown for her to come out, and um, is trying to think more strategically about not getting shunted. Um, but yeah, so now there's the main villain, the main enemies or whatever. There's the mountain man. There's probably, I think, still homunculi. Yeah. Um, there's the twins and then there's the robot man, um, the android man or whatever. And so it's a new fun section of people to fight. Um, yeah, they're just also badass and cool. Um, I like green eyes. Like, Blake describes her as lunging with forearm strength alone, which is so awesome. (laughs) Just, like, she's so strong and powerful and, like, horrifying. Like, she's very effective, um, especially against the big dude. Like, she's not very good against these twins. Um, They stab her and they hurt her and that sucks. Um, But against the mountain man, she's just, like, such a badass. Um, And I guess... It's kind of skipping ahead or whatever, but she's like the one who takes him down. And uh, yeah, it's like she might have some sort of poison. She has barbed scales. She has like needle teeth that she bites into the dude's neck with a bunch. Whenever she like moves, she's like flaying his skin. At one point, Blake describes (laughs) his muscles as like spaghetti squash. And I'm like, wow, I hate that. I hate that. Um, And then... Yeah, so she's just like flaying and demolishing this man. And then at the end of it, 
when like they're done and they're about to like run away or whatever just to like wrap this part up she like rips his spine out of his body like she's the fucking predator and i was like oh my god like what the fuck and i think something about eva like breaking it and something like so he's like really dead or whatever but it was just like why is this your instinct like why is this like and now i will rip his spine out of his body oh my god yeah like holy shit (laughs) and it's still like i'm not seeing a lot of it you know um implication that she is going to turn on them although there is the whole blake loves alexis thing hanging over us all but she's scary (laughs) uh but i love her i do yeah (laughs) um she comes in clutch but yeah um kind of going through enemies i guess the i think the homunculi go up to the third floor and start fucking with ellie and peter and andy and evan so that's bad um i think the android man might end up up there too eventually um but in the meantime you know there are these twins and they're freaky and we're gonna have to get them (laughs) that's right they're freaky Um, they're freaky Um, um yeah yeah like fights the creepy twins and is successful Woo! yay Um, this was cool i feel like this reminded me of like a goblin and fey fight kind of in terms of the whole finesse versus like bluntness um the god the i i'm curious as to what these dudes are and stuff um the incredible coordination and like you know like they're very very in sync and able to like super like mirror each other and make things work out like really really well and like defend each other and attack and all this stuff but it's like at the cost of like they have to be mirrored um yeah it's really interesting it's really cool um i loved that like was like okay when i attack the one who runs away that doesn't go well for me because the other one attacks me so i'm gonna attack the one that's attacking me and then like (laughs) immediately he's like stabbed through the hand neck grabbed and the other one stabbed through the hand neck grabbed and he's like okay this is worse (laughs) (laughs) um god um but yeah so that really fucks up his throat um and everything um he god at one point he's like my friends wouldn't recover like i could and i'm like that's true blake but also like you might just suddenly die or something i don't know um but um he says like okay i gotta think like a practitioner which i kind of liked um it's fun seeing practitioners work through issues um Mm -hmm. and this is what helps him realize okay i'm just gonna chuck this fucking drawer at them um and yes they're very coordinated but like this attack isn't like symmetrical and perfect and so that's what gets them like one of them gets hit um and blake realizes that this is the key to beating them because the brother is hurt and they don't start going again they don't like move again until the sister hurts herself in the exact same way um so that like they are still like mirrored or whatever describing this as mirrored freaks me out because like because there's already like mirrored mirrored. yeah mirrored yeah what is this telling me about blake i don't know nothing maybe nothing (laughs) it might be nothing but uh yeah um so then blake wounds the sister and 
get you know gets so the brother's gonna match it and right when he's like has his uh, knife near his face blake shoves the knife into the eye socket which kills him smart and the sister's like okay (laughs) i guess i'm stabbing myself in the face shoves the knife into her own eye and is dead and like holy shit uh it's interesting that like once he was dead, she didn't just snap out of it. But I guess the thing is, yeah, they're like one thing. They're not two things. Like they are duality, but they're like one organism. And so it wasn't like I'm free. It was like oh, half of me is dead, um, and I must match. Ugh. Um, yeah. Um, also at some point, uh, Ty starts using this Japanese practice to like make it rain with a bunch of papers with like words on them, like not even really runes. I'm not sure what he was doing. It seems like they set the mountain man's hair- head on fire. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, but something. Um, so they're trying to, you know, practitioner it up. Um, it's interesting seeing Ty and Alexis do some work. They seem to, you know, Alexis sets the television on fire really quickly. Ty does a crucifixion binding thing. Like they've learned things. They know things, mm-hmm. but they're no eva they're no blake um in terms of fighting and that's interesting um i hope we get to see some like badass shit from them Mm -hmm. at some point all right so next they escape into the library and eva gets to andy hey hey Um, this library um yeah um blake reflects on eva and andy and on the twins that he just killed and he's like why can't I have that kind of relationship with Rose? <laughs> Which is like kind of sweet and kind of true. Um, but also like even Andy don't have the best relationship. It's just lately they've been working together really well. And he realizes like, oh, but those twins just fucking died because of it. And like mm-hmm. Eva might die because of it. You know, like she's vulnerable because of this relationship. Um and I, yeah, I'm not sure what that says about everything, um, what that says about Blake and Rose, but it was an interesting moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eva, lovely as ever, is like, if my brother dies, like, I'll kill you with fire because fire's bad. And Tiff's like, well, you actually just suffocate from the smoke. And he was like, I won't let you. <laughs> it's like, great. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that. That definitely helps me not like be too afraid and panicked to work effectively great (laughs) great plan Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it's fine um they they do a charge they manage to get to the library and get in and um it seems like everyone is inside um all the people in the fight and then the thorburns in the bedroom are all in the library on the second floor and on the top floor there's evan and andy and hopefully peter and ellie i'm not sure and like the automaton or something is like up there trying to find his way in and eva gets up to andy and when i was reading it i was like why is that a problem and then but it's like oh right because now if she can just get out of there with her brother then (sighs) yeah then she doesn't have to cooperate out of there yeah right if they're if they're locked in the library maybe she needs to cooperate more or maybe she just wants to kill them all i don't know um Andy certainly isn't in a place where he can protect himself. Um, but yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure if they're just going to get out or if they'll be able to convince her to work with them longer. 
Um, it feels like if she can get Andy out, she will, but I'm not sure that that is what's happening yet. I don't know. We will see. <laughs> All right. Um, time for our pale in comparison section. Woo! All right. So what can we compare this to pale? Um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a big fight scene. I don't, I can't necessarily remember any. I'm almost thinking, or the one that pops to my mind, just in terms of like having to keep retreating is almost, um, when Chloe went real feral and was going after Lucy. Oh, yeah. This kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah. And that, that was trying to infiltrate a building. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just like our side was the one doing it. Um, mm -hmm. um, huh. Yeah. That was scary and upsetting. And, uh, hmm. Yeah. So they were all on the outside. They were trying to get into the building. They were fighting in the rafters. They were fighting all over the place. Yes. Um, yeah, it is kind of the opposite besides, well, besides just the, like in this, uh, I guess in, well, in these two chapters, um, invaders are coming in and in uh, pale we were trying to get into another building but also like we were on more, the more i guess well i guess they both had others and everything but i guess mm -hmm. like um pale also involved like a witch hunter that was trying to oh interesting yeah right yeah um ghouls aren't boogeymen aren't they what was that what? ghouls aren't boogeymen Mm -mm. so that's slightly different but still there um it doesn't have to parallel exactly but yeah you know i think it's also just been like a long time since i've read that and so i'm having a hard time remembering the details but yeah, yeah me too. i do think that those have very similar vibes mm -hmm. nighttime scary stairs yeah <laughs> nighttime scary stairs yes all right malia now it's time for you to give our or your bold and specific <laughs> prediction under duress. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, fun. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So I, I think that Green Eyes is going to get insulted or heartbroken by Blake and will snap and try to fight Alexis. Um, there's one. I'm going to say I think, well, in terms of if Andy and Eva are going to get out, it's like, there might be too many people, but also Eva's super useful, but maybe we're moving on to a different part of the conflict where we don't need her and we can like thin out the characters a little bit to make it a little more compact. But no, okay. Even mm -hmm. Andy will be trapped with them in the library until at least the end of the next section of chapters we're going to read. Um, okay. Oh, I don't think they'll be trapped in the library. God, I don't know. Rose has to come back. <laughs> um, sometime um an interesting prediction that i'm not sure if it's true but it'd be interesting if the rest of the story took place between now and sunrise um hmm it is a fast-paced story yeah i don't know if it's that fast-paced though hmm. i guess so, we'll no see. i don't think so no yeah okay um what about i don't know what's the most distressing thing that's gonna happen next couple chapters um Oh, Eva's under duress. That's funny. Hmm. Eva's literally under duress in this chapter. Because <laughs> Blake threatens to kill her brother and she believes it and does the thing. 
Um, anyway, bad things. Like, it feels like, I mean, it just feels like we're heading toward using Barbatorum to do something. Um, but, and we still haven't seen the Forsworn person. Um, and it kind of feels like the duress is referring to being forced to use a demon. So I guess Rose is going to come back and make a bad deal with Barbatorum in this section. All right. Sure. Cool. In this arc. Well, um, I like it. That's a good one. <laughs> um, okay. Our discussion question from last week. Um, what minor character from Pale would you love to see an interlude from and why? And then we also said you had to wish our mom a happy birthday, which everyone did, which was really nice. <laughs> so we'll start with Thomas Berubig, a.k.a. Tommy B. So he says, um, I don't know if he's really a minor character, but I'd love to read a Booker interlude. Booker would be the perfect candidate to really explore the innocent part of Kennet and the changes that have been wrought by the Kenneteers and also the sort of semi-awareness that permeates the town. Booker is repeatedly shown as a pillar of the community amongst his peers, but he's also a bit of an outsider, having left the town and coming back only once in a while, which means he's perfectly poised to see the changes that have happened. And we also might see a, a bit of magical Ottawa, which as it's my new hometown, would make me super happy. Oh, that's cool. Ottawa. 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 <laughs> I think Booker would be great. Um, yeah, I agree. I hope we get that. Um, yeah. Propaganda Pagoda says that they would want to see inside the Turtle Queen's head. She's being nice, but it's like she's just trying it out. Why would she settle? Is it self-preservation? Um and Propaganda Pagoda has been mad since someone recommended that she read a book. Um, but the books that she gets become books about her. Um, and that's sort of upsetting. Uh, they say that TQ needs to be tutored and allowed to ask questions about the world. Um, maybe, like, you know, let her learn about things other than herself. Hmm. Uh, and maybe Monty can get a technomancy set up so she can access stuff. And let him Google things for her. Um, and then cool. they'll be even. So that's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet Manzana says, happy birthday to our mom, which is nice. Um, I want to see what Jabber's perspective is like. What are his thoughts and dreams? How he feels about the current current state of Kennet? What is his favorite kind of box to be shoved into? And does he like Biscuit as his handler? I also want the goblins to put him on a box and throw down Cherry <laughs> Slide. I want Jabber to go down the slide. That's so fun. <laughs> That's a good idea. All right. Um, Singachi says happy birthday to our mom and that they still really love the card that they got um, when they won the drawing for one of the Our Mom Critiques Wild Bo episodes. And Yay. that's very sweet. That's very sweet. And Hobo Demon also says happy birthday. And as my answer to the, to the discussion question, a what? <laughs> Which like the homunculus? I don't know. Question mark? Question mark. E-Y-W-O-T. A-what? A-what? Macy, one, also wishes our mom a happy birthday, and then says something that I think... Okay, I don't get this. I feel like this is something within the fandom, so y'all can enlighten me, but they say that Cherry Pop hasn't had an interlude, so Cherry Pop? But I thought Cherry Pop had an interlude. Um, Anyway, um, (laughs) Taddy would be fun, or the new snowsuit goblin, the cool gangster man, or Gashwad. Um, but if we're talking non-goblins, uh, a Julette interlude would be a really fun way 
to explore Verona's character by contrast. Um, and then the newest chapter came out. So yeah. huzzah. <laughs> huzzah. Yeah, I mean, you she's, she's definitely had, I mean, in my opinion, two interludes because I count the April Fool's one. Yeah, Cherry Pop, yeah. But then I also was Googling just which one it was. It's False Move 12A. Right, but then there's also a 12.A, and people maybe feel weird about that. I don't know. I don't get it. Is it? Is that not the same one I'm looking there, at? No, there's two different ones. Which one's 12.A? Who it's, knows? It's later. Well, it's after 12. Later. Okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> it's just 12A, because Cherry Pop. I think it would have been funny if it would have just been like 12 dot. 12 dot a was uh i think the the witch hunter interlude oh okay it's been a long time yeah i just i just checked it's a lot later in the arc gotcha but yeah it's there but yeah I mean, who knows maybe it's a inside joke we're missing sounds like a meme yeah it, it very well might be that we're just yeah. me seeing the point on oh my God. yeah i know that was that was a little rough um also speaking of gashwad i was thinking about um who would make better judges um and maybe you know the whole system of judges needs to be like thrown out um but like i want monty for alabaster i think the doom could be an interesting sable but i don't want matthew to have to be sable so i don't know um the toady could maybe be an interesting orum um and then I want Gashwad for Carmine. I don't really know why, but it sort of makes me happy. <laughs> um, the dude who wants to fight so bad, even if he's not as good at it as other things. And it just, yeah, he's a weirdo. And I love he's him. He's a weirdo. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, n- new discussion question for this week. Um. I misread that for a second. I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the discussion question um, is, uh, which of the others in this chapter would you least want to fight and why? And I, when I read that, missed the least part. It was just like, which ones <laughs> would you want to fight and why? And I was like, that's a weird discussion question, Malia. <laughs> None. That's my no. answer. Um, but that makes more sense. Cool. Yeah. It could also be fun to like, I was trying to think of a way to phrase like, you know, ninjas or pirates or like, you know, Batman or Superman, like one of those questions where it's like, who would win? But then I Mm. just couldn't. So you can do a who would win type thing or which one would you least like to fight? Mm. Because we got introduced some some pretty cool others. Um, And I think to be low, I actually... Which one of the combatants in these chapters would you least want to fight and why? Because I think Eva should be included yeah. as an option. Well, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Not the the flesh woman or the... Well, like, they're all bad options. I mean, they're, I wouldn't want to fight any of green them. Green eyes? Green eyes? Holy fuck. <laughs> no. Yeah, that would be terrible. I don't know. Oh, she's scary. Uh, I guess maybe Eva... Well, I'm just like if Eva could take them, then I probably d- really don't want to fight her. So that's I'm true. I'm getting at, um, but also maybe she'd make it fast. Eva v Green Eyes, who would win? Eva would win. Eva would win. Yeah, I mean she just would. So that's kind yeah. of like just, she would. Okay, well, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> but 
Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash media. And if you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbo. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 12.3 and 12.4. And just to remind everyone again, put some costumes on that are wild bow related and send us a picture of them and you might win money. Woo! Send it by November 4th to fanart at doofmedia.com. And make sure you get that picture get the picture like so you know at the beginning of the evening or whatever where you like just get all your shit on and like it's kind of awkward and you don't want people to you don't want to be like hey like take a picture of me immediately you're kind of like you may be a little shy and maybe a little whatever you got to push through that you got to say hey you have to take a picture of me right now and if i win i'll give you one percent of my winnings which is a dollar unless like going out for the night's gonna enhance like the costume you know like All right, don't stop there but get that first one so you know you got it true 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 all right so my fun facts this is just too much but whatever you know it's fine um so hocus pocus 2 um i don't remember if it's actually called hocus pocus 2 but I it's like it is is it okay well the like the sequel to hocus pocus is out which is Woo! exciting because I fucking love Hocus Pocus. And if you guys haven't seen it, mm-hmm. it's a uh, surprise, surprise, a Disney movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> s- shocker. <laughs> um, that came out um, like in the early 90s um, and has uh, Bette Midler, Kathleen Najimy. I probably should have looked up how to say her name before that. Najimy, whatever. It's, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. That's probably her I name. Think you were right. Yeah. One of those is right. And Sarah Jessica Parker, and they star in it as some witches. Um, and it's just a classic. It's really so fun good. to watch. So I'm going to read some facts. Um, I'm not going to probably read all these facts because there's 14 fucking facts. And some of them are not like interesting enough to say, you know. Um, so let me scroll down to a couple of them. Um, okay, this is the one that stood out to me. So there's a little 10-year-old girl. Who also is like one of the main people in this movie um hilariously um the actress learned the meaning of the word virgin because of this movie like she had to have it explained to her because it was in the script so hilarious um also uh there's a party scene like a costume party scene um in this movie um that all the adults and parents go to and they get like I don't know, hypnotized or whatever by the witches to just keep partying all night. Um, and uh, the costumes um, were basically hand-me-downs. The wardrobe department ran out of money, so they pulled like old costumes from the Disney costume department. Which, honestly, that's really smart. They should do that. Just to, you yeah, know, reuse. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, another fact, Hocus Pocus, even though it's definitely a Halloween movie, was released in july which gotta get hype uh 
And shockingly, it performed relatively poorly at the box office. So maybe <laughs> uh, put Halloween movies out around July. Halloween. Yeah. That was kind so of a stupid move. Um, Billy, the zombie, apparently was supposed to be an attractive zombie. So uh, I'll let you be the judge of that. If they were successful or not. I never. Not zomb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a cat in it called Binks. It's the same animatronic cat that they used as Salem, which is the cat in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So, fun fact there. And Hocus Pocus is Bette Milder's favorite movie. She says she was flawless in that movie, which I'm not going to lie. She was. She was, like, fucking perfect. She was perfect. Um, so... We could have had Rosie O'Donnell as one of the witches. Um, that was that she was reluctant to play a scary character. Um, and then hmm. the role of Max, which is like our leading teenage heartthrob in this movie, um, could have been played by Leonardo DiCaprio, but he was too busy to take the role. And the thing I find the funniest about that is if you've seen NCIS, um, the character. Wait, wait, wait. You met Max. Yeah, who did I say? Did I say Max? Oh, sorry. Max? No, no, no. You Actually, you're right. Um, I was thinking about Binks. So I never thought of Max as the heartthrob, whatever. He's He is the main character of the movie. Um, but Binks, the cat, um, was cursed by the witches. This happens pretty early in the movie, so it's not really spoilers. Also, you should watch this movie. Um, but he was like the heartthrob in my mind when I watched this movie. Mm. And if you've seen NCIS... He's played by um, McGee, the kind of like oh, dorky. Yeah. How is <laughs> that not in this fact list? It really should be. That really it's should really be. really funny. Now, I, like, when I watch it, because I remember being like, oh, Thackeray Binks. And now I watch it, I'm like, lol. Like, it's holy me. crap. <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy, which, if you guys have seen this clip of NCIS, him and the gothic girl are like, are like oh, we're being hacked. And they both start frantically typing on the same keyboard to like <laughs> which is just like wow i mean i'm not an expert at computers but i just feel like that's not the way to go about it but it's really funny it's um really funny. you've seen that right malia i'm probably seen that episode so yes okay <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna find that clip for you I love it, CIS. Uh, all right guys um we will talk at you uh because we're not really talking to you let's be real but we'll talk at you next week um and we'll read your comments and everything so thank you for listening go watch hocus pocus do it bye bye (laughs) 